<laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Coffee Club, episode 99.4. Once again, we've got a little duo action going down. George is back in Boulder. Ollie is down under still. And uh, our friend Morg is probably just having the time of his life in Tuscany with apparently very little Wi-Fi at the uh, Tuscany on camp, which um, we'll let him talk about next week. But we're here. Ollie, how are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, George. Um, no, it's good to be back. I know uh, Morgan probably wishes we could do the the three of us again, but he's he's in heaven at the moment in, in Tuscany, I imagine. Um, it sounds like a beautiful setup there. The only thing you're missing is Wi-Fi, but maybe that's a good thing. Maybe he needs a he's a step away from all the all the social media and stuff and be able to enjoy the bliss of um Tuscany camp that on has uh in Italy. So um I think no, we'll be excited per- to perfect little Yeah, it'd be perfect. Pre pre Worlds camp. Pre road worlds camp. hundred percent, yeah. He's got another world <laughs> championships to deal with. I know. So he's he's busy. He's busy. Um we got a couple little couple little shout outs to to get the episode underway. Um I've been kind enough to be sent uh, by old mate Matt Baxter. Matt Baxter. Baxter, as Ollie would say, uh, from Flag, a couple of what am I? Uh, a couple of copies of Running Up the Mountain, which is uh, Baxter's latest uh, work of work of words. He's he's kind of been known for it uh, in his time. He had a he had that one. A few years ago, where he journaled his uh, that season for a bit, and yeah, he's always been into writing, and and he's gone he's gone all in this time and, and put together a whole book with uh, former coach Ron Mann, and seen a couple of a uh, couple of copies to to the boys here. So just want to say thanks to Matt, and I haven't uh, haven't read it yet, just opened them up, but it looks to be just bloody well put together, and with the history of you know you cross and kind of what's been going on there, and and there's some cool graphics in there. Some a few good photos of, uh, of years gone by and a bit of a map of flag stuff and from from what I've just flicked through. So um, thanks, Maddie. I'll, uh, I'll definitely. I think, I think our listeners that. want to know how many photos of George are in the book. That's what <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I want to know. <laughs> Quite a few. From <laughs> oh, there we go. So that that's a reason to buy the book is uh, you'll see a lot of photos of George in his I didn't college make days. The cover, though. Yeah, I'm a bit surprised you didn't. To be honest, we have to talk to Bexter about that. These jerseys are very cool. Um, Go check that out if you're uh, if you want to read about some some any NCAA just cross country dynasty. Yeah, Ollie, Ollie, what, what's your little tidbit? Yeah, um, I would like to um, promote a coffee, a new coffee shop in the area um, for our Shire listeners or even Sydney listeners that want to travel into the Shire. Um, there's a coffee shop that's just up the road from where I live. It's called Flower. It's been in development for a while. My parents have been tracking it. My mum, in particular, is an avid coffee drinker, and it looks amazing. It was it was getting built up really nice. Uh, the owner we used to work at Grind, which I think a lot of Australians will know. Uh, Grind, the, the coffee shop, quite successful um, place, and he's built up this coffee and dough room. And if you're in the area, if you're in the Shire, and you're a listener, and you want to try a new coffee spot, it's unreal. Um, coffee's amazing people there are fantastic and it's a really cool setup and vibe and it's kind of away from everything a little bit so that's a nice aspect of it too and the best feature of it in my opinion which I know George would absolutely love if he ever gets to my neck of the woods is that they've got a a kind of a section that's kind of built off with a bit of a glass looking in window and you can see them preparing um, a lot of the um, pastries, the bread, um, they make brekkie sandwiches that were unreal. I had one yesterday um, and all sorts of pastries and delicious things and they all make them on site um, at the coffee shop. So if you're interested, um, they don't know I'm promoting this, um, but if you're interested, go to Flower, grab a coffee um, and it's, it's, it's lovely there. So that's my little tidbit is just um, to support local local small business and they're they're really cool and they've got some some great stuff there and, and they're also reasonably priced too so um i know the one thing that aussies and new zealanders probably complain about is the price of coffee and, and a pastry in the morning when you're going to work they're they're great and um what's a flat it's, white it's cost awesome. in, in sydney these days uh so i got a flat white like, let me check because i the problem is my apple card that i use right george 
it goes into uh, it just it's automatic for the transfer for um, so there's no transaction fees internationally. So it just goes straight to US dollars. So for so US just- dollars, I got two coffees and a pastry. It cost me six dollars US. Um, that's probably so that about ten. No, it's really they're, they're amazing, and it's good I coffee, actually, um, great pastries. I think hopefully, so. I think that's probably to do with at least in New Zealand the uh, the dollar, the New Zealand dollar, and I think the Australian dollar are quite uh, weak at the moment against the US. Yes, they are. So yeah, if you go down there with US dollars, be very, you can live up. You live it up. So very I'm much so. That, uh, next week, uh, with the New Zealand dollar is like fifty eight. 59 cents right now against mm-hmm. the US. I'm just going to be freaking living, living throwing out money. <laughs> You'd be That's saving money. Usually we go to countries like Switzerland and we're, we're losing all our money buying coffee and, yeah, exactly. and groceries and stuff. Now you're going to, now it's always going to equal out because you go back and uh, you don't have to spend as much money. So that's nice. Yeah. yeah but that's I've my tip. Bringing all sorts of shit back to New Zealand still though. Somehow, even though the dollar is good, everything is still so expensive. Mm. I'm, like, I'm bringing my brother back like a face razor and I've, I just ordered 72 tennis balls online <laughs> to throw in my bag. To, 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 bring to bring back. Stuff like Man. that is weirdly expensive in New Zealand. But anyway, we'll, we'll get on to we'll get on Tennis to ball sh- shortage so, in New Zealand. On the schedule today, a um, couple of race recaps, a couple of race previews um, to get into later. And then we might, we might finish off finish off with a couple of Q&As that um, me and Morg tackled a couple last week, but we had so many good ones. So thanks everyone for that. Um, but I think seeing as we've had, we've had a week off from, from hearing what Ollie's up to, I think we, we just start with, with the classic Ollie update and uh, see what's been happening. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, it's been, it's been good here and, and, and been sad. I, um, had a funeral on Tuesday, and um, that was that was tough. Obviously, when everyone goes through a situation where they t- 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 tackle weddings and funerals, and you go happy and sad or whatever, you get like, the effect afterwards. And um, he was a very close family friend of ours, and that was a tough um, experience. But it was nice to celebrate his life, and and um, it was a very much a big part of my whole family, my dad, my mum, my brother's life and mine. Um, so I was very lucky to be home uh, for it and to pay my respects. Uh, in general, the whole house has been good. Uh, Chris's finger is recovering from his nail gun incident. He's back at work. Um, and in general, my training's been great. I've been feeling good with the rehab. Um, I really am sick of not being able to run. Uh, I walked up the road this morning to grab my coffee and I saw all these people just running and waving and smiling and it really gave me the shits because um, I couldn't run. Uh, but I, I maybe be happy to know that I am back running. I'm going to try. It's it's more of a hot girl walk run situation. Um, so Ritz has got me on that schedule and I'll do that today. Uh, maybe down near the beach or something just to, to check how things are going. Um, lifting's been going great. Jason's been fantastic. Been very fortunate to have him and 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 Glenn Colico, who's the physio, has been working on me three times a week. He's been amazing, um, needling me every day um, and doing um, the soft tissue massage and stuff, and and just making sure that the rest of my body's uh, doing as well as my abductors and um, adductors and and stuff like that. So, um, Where and then needles? I come home on Sunday. The needle and the needle's massive. It's like that long. Where's he putting it? Big ass needles. Right, right in, put, your, in your pubes? Yeah. They're like this big. And I, the thing is, I don't look because I'm like, oh, if I look, I'll get, I'll get wigged out and I don't want to get that. I, mean, I also don't, I don't like looking. I, don't, I just, I just like lay there and then he does it and we just chat. And he, he's actually quite good. He doesn't usually hit a nerve. Sometimes he does and you're like, oh, that kind of sucked. But anyway, I looked down. And I was like, I wonder what they look like. Pull out. And he pulled it out. And it was like that long. I was like, holy shit, man. That was in me, like that whole thing. Um, anyway, <clears throat> uh, go, I come back on Sunday. So I, I'm excited to come back. I think I was going to hopefully – I wanted to be here until the 28th, but I also uh, need to pick up Gus. I need my Gus time. I know he's been – he's on. he actually is probably having a better time than anybody else I know at the moment. Um, Jenna is his special person and George, but I think Jenna in particular – 
uh, is his special person. He is getting spoiled. He looks very happy in the photos. He's frolicking around, having a great time, even though he's been stung by a wasp and a bee. <laughs> he's been stung by any anything or everything, but um, I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to get home. He's pretty lean and mean. Looking yeah. trim. Yeah, he is. Um, excited to come back with him because he's going to be great for me for my walk runs. He's going to enjoy me with those. Um, so wait, what do you have today? Is it classic minute on, minute jog, minute let walk me, or something? Let me get it up for everyone to, to um, <laughs> Let's see. see so what, see what I have five by four minutes. Five by four minute jog, one minute walk. Oh, four minutes jog, then one minute. Yeah. That's a decent amount. Yeah, I we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes today. I'm gonna do it this afternoon. Um, I I was gonna do it. I don't actually. This is a good ask question to ask you, George, on the pod. Um, do you think something like that? Because I I actually don't know. I was gonna go run on like a field somewhere and just do it like that, or I was gonna just do it on the treadmill. So then, if anything happens, I can just stop and then and then move off um, and do my lifting and stuff um, as well. So I was probably gonna do it in the, in the on the treadmill. What do you think? Is it a woodway? Uh, they're pretty nice treadmills. They're not woodways, but they're they're pretty nice. Like they're probably like the Nordic ones. I feel like flatter is probably better. So if it's not a treadmill, then somewhere flat-ish, I would say okay. for the first ones. Okay. I honestly don't think it would. I don't think it would make a huge difference in this kind of situation. I think you just if it doesn't feel good, you probably just walk Stop. a bit more. Yeah, pretty much. No, it's not like you're getting very far away. Yeah, but um, no, I'm excited to come back to the US um, and get back in the routine. I also, I've, I've been um, very quiet um, with the rest of my team. I've gotten messages from teammates, Joe Klecker and others saying, uh, where the fuck are you? <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to come back and, and see everyone and see everyone's doing and, and congratulate them on amazing, uh, amazing years, year of, uh, of racing and and training and stuff um but i feel like it's good for the team to to not have me around because i probably bring down the iq a bit too much and 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 cause too much too much trouble so hopefully it's been nice and blissful until i come back and start uh ripping shit apart like an untrained dog but uh in general i'm looking forward to coming back and i'm excited to read matt baxter's book and hang out with george and and morgan and be it like the old days so that's that's the update from ollie it is a little weird at the moment. There's like no one, not that many of the team around. And then also there's just like no one in Boulder. We're at the track this morning and it was like me, Yared, Mario working out and Corey McGee working out. <laughs> you show up like a couple of months ago, early summer, and it's like the full force of Team Boss, Tin Man, OAC, everyone showing up all at the same time. The track's like, and every other person in Boulder, track's just going off, but... This time of year, it is eerily quiet here. But mm. ticked off the uh, the last workout of the year this morning, which is um, that must be nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird feeling actually. I feel like I swear Riss was getting emotional <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, He's like, he just he, he doesn't he just wants it to never end. Yeah, exactly. I don't I, I don't want it ever to end. I don't want it to end. Please come back. Don't leave me. Um, that was pretty funny, but. Nice to, <laughs> nice to get to the end uh, of the season. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Pretty good. So, you've had you've take, had an alright year, George. Not taking that for granted. <laughs> you've had an alright year, you know, fifth in the world. Good, you know. When you get back, you'll have you'll have a solid month to to plan the gala. And and yes, we'll, and we'll need- I w- I would like to attack attack. Ask my listeners, our listeners, a bit of a question here. What should we do theme wise for the gala? Because I would think, personally, um, I would like something a bit more unique. I know there's been questioning around a Barbie theme. My mom actually came up with an idea yesterday of the boys, uh, Morgan. No. Who, 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 who was it? Someone I ran into at, at Creature Coffee yesterday. No oh, shit. Jamie? I mean, that's that's. No, there's no reason you would be able to know, but pass, that was Parsons' okay. suggestion. Well, Parsons, uh, he would look great as a Barbie. He would. Um, One of yeah, another, uh, a couple of people that have suggested it, but 
Yeah, I, I mean, I would do. My mum said if you want to do the Barbie thing, you should have the girls dress up as Oppenheimer, and then the guys dress up as Barbie, not Ken. She said it would be funny, well, but I, I mean, it wouldn't be bad just doing both, and you could Barbie yeah, or you, you could, could come pick. dressed as Barbie, or you could come yeah. in Oppenheimer. Yeah, I, I was thinking of uh, of one where you could dress. Um, I don't know. It, the participation of Alex would be hard. So that's why I want to ask our listeners what we should do with, with the gala. Because you kind of want it to relate a little bit to Coffee Club in some way, maybe. Um, dress as your favorite reference. <laughs> that was one that I thought. So you could, I could dress as a, as a reference of, of something or you wear a t-shirt with a reference on it. I don't know. But yeah, we'll put that out there to see if anybody has a good idea. Barbie and Oppenheimer could be it. Barbieheimer. Um, George has the hair already for a Barbie, so... You'd That's be great. True. You just have to. You have to get true. straightened and you know, flow over. I think we should. Morgan actually would be a... one day out. I feel like last year we decided pretty much the day before and came out with graphic t-shirts. I think. I think we. Yeah, we did. Better. Yeah. Well, it graphic t-shirts was, was good. It yeah, because everyone could participate. It was very awesome, though. We need to find one that's easy to participate with, and hopefully everyone gets behind. Because obviously, a lot of some people don't like participating. But we'll this will. Thank our listeners if they come up with a good idea, but just throwing it out there for the gala. I am excited to organize it. I need to have a business meeting with Jenna to figure out what we should do with it and obviously talk to the two of you boys, Morgan, you know, figure out what's going on. But yeah, excited to come back. Be nice. We are unfortunately missing each other by one day. I'm leaving the country. The timing is so bad, bro. (laughs) And Ollie is arriving into the country on Sunday. So Uh, shocking timing. Another month uh separated mm. just make, mm. just making the pod very difficult to record but i yeah. hope everyone is no, we... yeah the duos monologues possibly coming but anyway yeah, I, I i my monologue could be dangerous i just wanted to let that i don't know i saw some comments uh of people saying that always monologue would be very interesting um because i just probably just rage and then backtrack yeah, the last 20 minutes <laughs> of my rage. I, I would listen to Ollie's monologue, for sure. Yeah, I would listen to you and Morgan's because it'd be actually educational and nice. Whereas <laughs> mine could just be absolute garbage. But the monologues could be a fun idea. Um, we'll, we'll see what our fearless leader, Morgan McDonald, thinks about that one as well while we push forward. Yeah, let's. should we get into some running finally? Let's I, do I it. Do, I may as well cover my my weekend I just had. Um, I was heading to New York for uh, the the amazing Fifth Avenue Mile. Third time, third time lucky was what I was going for. Yeah, didn't didn't quite pull it off, unfortunately. Third place behind uh, a very impressive run by Josh Kerr, world champ, showed it. Apparently, the fastest time since ninety four or ninety six or something down fifth Ave in the pouring rain, which was very impressive. And uh, the inform George Mills taking second. It was, it was a good day for uh, Team team George and and OEC. Great day. Yeah. But anyway, um, New York quick, was... Quick, quick, yeah, go. Quick question, George. Whole, Whole Foods Hot Bar, was it hit? Did you hit it the was, Whole Foods Hot Bar? It was not hit. <laughs> it was not hit. Okay. I was wondering if you hit it or not. Okay, no. that's good to know. You've, you, you don't want to go back on that track. I don't know why we ate at Whole Foods Hot Bar in the first place. There's so many better places to eat. Yeah. Actually, that's what I'm going to say. Highlight of the weekend was uh, the eating. I actually mm. had some had some great foods. On arrival, some very, actually, a little bit average late night pizza. Everyone's flights were delayed getting into New York on Friday. It was ridiculous. And that I sucks. I was reading... Uh, Josh Kerr's flight was cancelled from Boston and he Ubered for five hundred dollars from Boston to New Seriously? York. Seriously? Yeah. Woody Man. Woody and Eric Sawinski were flying out of Denver before I was and had to land in Cleveland because they couldn't get all the way to New York. So they spent the afternoon in Cleveland before being allowed to fly the rest of the way. There was like storms and all sorts of shit. And we were on our flight, I was on the later one out of Denver, and we ended up just doing circles around Nebraska for like two hours mid-flight, <laughs> which sucked. And then uh, 
so got in very late, which meant uh, some late night, late night pizza, which weren't ninety nine cents. Slices were not ninety nine cents. I thought that was like a thing in New York. Mate, inflation, inflation. <laughs> Two slices and a Gatorade was like twenty dollars. <laughs> God, that's ridiculous. That's Midtown man. Man, man. So, didn't feel well, great I'm about- glad you guys got in. Do you know why it was all delayed and and dealing with all those cancellations and stuff? Weather, I think, and then like there was like such a backlog of planes trying to land mm. that, mm. that it was like too much Damn. going on. But then um, Saturday pre-race went to Brooklyn for for dinner. And I've always like meant to get out of Manhattan and, and like into Brooklyn or Queens or somewhere else to, to eat or hang out. And um, Jenna came with me, which was very nice. And um, she has got, she's got some cousins that live out in Brooklyn. And so we, caught up with him and went to this epic Italian restaurant that um, was just so good. I had an oxtail ragu and then Ooh. someone else, maybe one of my cousins had a had a pasta, the um, Ametricana sauce or something, probably butchered that. Um, should have asked him for some pronunciation tips on that, but it's like just some delicious pasta sauce. So that was a, that was a very good experience. And then we're back to that pho place after the race. You know that one we went to? Like Yeah, first, I know the one you mean. I yeah. freaking love that place. That's it's like great. my favorite part there is. I try and go there like every every time I go to New York. Or at least every time I'm forced to stay in Midtown. Which is forced to stay in Midtown. Which is very it's convenient for running and it, it makes sense because it's right on the park. Um and New York Road has put on such a good event. Like it's all so well organized and we put up in a very nice hotel, but because it's near the park and and in that bit of New York, it actually sucks. Like Midtown blows. Yeah. It's just like Times Square it's and too commercial. A bunch, of, a bunch of tourist traps. Um, mm. But I did well this year because then I went back to Brooklyn for dinner after the race. It's actually so easy to get out on a subway, like 20 or 30 minutes. You can get very far from Midtown very quickly, which I think is the key to enjoying a weekend in New York. And just hit up a like, I don't even know Asian fusiony type place with some uh, some friends from New Zealand that also live in Brooklyn. So I think the food was maybe apart from the race. I did enjoy the race. The food was definitely a highlight of the weekend. But um, once again, a very very wet fit there. Two years in a row, I've run fit there and just freaking pouring rain. This year was even even more than last year. Like I feel I feel bad actually. A few races before ours were cancelled due to because I think there was some lightning going on as well. And we were like in those tents, kind of just next to Fit there that they put up for the athletes to kind of store your bags in and and walk over to before you start warming up. And we were just like hunkering down in these tents and the rain was just so ridiculous outside. Like our tent was essentially flooding like underneath our feet. And I was I was honestly starting to think like how are they possibly gonna run the races in these but they ended up having to cancel a few of the races like between then which was like 90 minutes before the race and ours because i think because the tv window was closing for nbc at our race so they they were trying not to push ours back but then they couldn't fit in these other ones before ours to get in before the tv window closed so unfortunately i think like a couple of heats before ours um had to be cancelled for lightning slash weather and um we ended up, we ended up being able to run, and actually wasn't it wasn't too bad by the time we got going. But man, there were some serious puddles down Fifth Ave, and um, but this year everyone everyone kept their feet. I was telling Josh that he should have brought some, needed to bring some spikes to the start line after last year, but um, seems like Brooks must have figured out what was going on in the bottom of those shoes. So Josh kept his feet, and unfortunately hadn't uh, he hadn't had enough beers slash fast food since Budapest apparently so he was still in or maybe he had enough or maybe he had just the perfect amount because he was still in bloody good shape and um was, was the class of the field for sure so you know full credit to the world champ for getting to for getting it done once again the world champ coming out to fit there and winning they're making a habit of that which is make, makes it mm. difficult for the rest of us to uh to get a dub there which I still, oh man, I would love to win that race. That's so fun, mm. but 
the world champ keeps showing up every year. It's it's Might be bloody, tough. Tough race, bloody tough race <laughs> to win. Might be tough. Um, <laughs> hopefully, at least next year, hopefully I will graduate to uh, starting on the front line, which I was, if anyone watched it, I was uh, I was stuck back in the second row as the uh, the steeplechaser of the field. I didn't I didn't make the cut to to get put on the front line. Which, so pretty much because there's like twenty odd people in the race, and the start line probably only holds maybe it's eight. It's probably like eight and eight, and then a couple of extras. And so uh, Sam, the the race organizer, kind of just lines up the people at the front that you you would kind of expect. He basically says, "Josh." stand in the middle and then puts people on either side kind of pretty cool world record holder in the road mile as of like mm-hmm. yesterday i saw and then mm-hmm. azadine habs who's um made the world final and mills who just ran 330 and like cooper and just some american 1500 guys on the front and then the rest of us have to have to settle for for backseat uh start spots which I guess I don't really mind because I'm probably not going to be right at the front at the beginning, but it's not like on a track race where everyone's filing into like lane one and you can, if you want, you can go around the outside. Everyone's staying in a straight line. So once you start behind someone, you don't really have anywhere to go, at least for like, at least for quite a while when it opens up a little bit. But um, I think they got out super hard actually in the first, the first 400, even in the wet and, so it was it was very tough to get uh, to the front, and I think I ended up. I look back at the video; I'm in like third to last before at like four or six hundred meters or something. So pretty standard, um, pretty standard George activity, George behavior getting getting in the back, and uh, yeah. But I was feeling feeling good actually in this one. I think way more under control than than last year. I mean, it is like. It is kind of a different feeling to get used to, just sprinting down the road and in marathon shoes, and just always feels fast, no matter what. Like even if it's not actually that fast, so I think it takes a bit to like kind of get used to that feeling and and, and be a bit more relaxed, um, kind of on, in a road mile. But um, I stayed in a much straighter line this year, so that was also an improvement on last year. But um, yeah, and then went. Went kind of wide on the left-hand side of the road in the last 600, and actually I was feeling good and, and feeling like I had some gears left, but um, left, left the run. I mean, shit, I don't think you know I was catching Josh, but left the run a bit late and um, to to catch George, who made a probably he kind of made the race at just after 800 by the looks of it, and but had had we come over third, honestly, I think been been kind of in the mix with those guys that have just run 330 in the last um 10 days <clears throat> where like both of them ran 330 in zurich and you know just he's the best 500 run in the world at the moment and george is up there as well and yeah to finish in the mix with them after a season of steeplechase and you know haven't run a single 1500 all year um was yeah yeah, good, good feeling, and, and I haven't really been, you know, I'm doing nothing with the 1500 guys, you know, since since I went to San Moritz or at Worlds or even after Worlds, um, I haven't done a single workout with with my own yard. So nice to nice to know that I could still throw down it and, and run and run 350 um, with, with with some of the the top milers in the world. So that was pretty sweet. Would have loved to run 349.9. That was three fifty point zero was was tough. I bet that was rounded up too, because they rounded up. Races. Classy. Um. Yeah. Any any, any thoughts on that, Owen? No, I I think I think you summarized it really well. Um, you know, Josh is the world champion for a reason, and he's run a few of those type of races before. So, and particularly, I think coming off a world championship and running three twenty nine twice this year. You know, he's going to be pretty confident. And um, I think you did a fantastic job uh, running with those guys. It, it makes me excited for the next time you run a middle distance race on the track, really, because um, I think there's a lot of potential there to, to run a lot faster and, and to improve on, on your already um, great times in the 15 and the miles. So 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I um, always sad to miss out in fifth Ave, uh, or like I mean, any race at the moment, but right now. But uh, it looked like it was a great, great time, even with the rain. So you guys looked like you had a great, um, great situation there. And they, the New York Road Runners, always host an incredible, um, incredible meet. Um, so yeah, it's awesome. It is really awesome. And uh, I think the one thing I wanted to to say is that I'd love to see if there is a future where uh, Jakob wins in Paris, if he'll come to Fifth Ave and run it, because uh, that would be an interesting race to have him run, because I think he's one of those front runner runners that um, is, it's very hard to front run in that kind of race. I don't know if you'd agree with me, but I feel like you got to really get in, like, gauge it correctly. And, and it's definitely a lot different than running on the track. You, you feel like you're closer than what you are to that finish line. Um, if you run that type of road mile and to see Yaka run that with a lot of really talented athletes uh, right on right his back, it would be fun, fun and exciting race to watch. And it'd be cool to see him, uh, see him run. He probably could run uh, really fast and break the record and all that sort of stuff. But would love yeah, to see. No, it was awesome. Would love to see Jing Gear fit there. <clears throat> I hate yeah, to know how much they awesome. would have to pay him. Yeah, they'd have to pay him a lot, I imagine. But. I mean, New York Runners does well. New York Marathon is one of the biggest marathons in the world, I'm sure. Um, and also, Jakob, I'm sure, like sometimes I don't. He, he might even just take a smaller appearance fee just to turn up and win. He might be like, "I want to win this race and and go for it." I'm sure he's that sort of competitor. But um, yeah, that's true. Actually, I honestly, I think I think Josh would have got the record if it was dry, mm, or even if 100%. he just ran the line. I mean, he probably wasn't record. worried about the record. He probably just wanted to win, right? Or did he talk no, about I, the record before? I, I mean, it's impossible to know if you're running fast mm. or not. I feel like mm. you can. I think there's maybe there is a clock at the quarters and maybe halfway, but like you go through. I think you went through in one fifty nine. So it's you never think after going through one fifty nine, like all right, yeah, the record's on. Like yes, he probably closed in one forty eight. Is it? Does it add up? That's boy, that's ridiculous. Like I feel mm. like that's hard. That's to really fast. Once you come through yeah. that slope, because Fifth Ave is so downhill at the end. Like once you get to halfway, um, you can just fly at the second half. Um, which, yeah, I mean, I think Jakob could, could probably run pretty fast. I'd love to see that. Love to be in that race. But mm. actually, I did. I have graduated. Apparently, I asked Sam after the race. I said, "You know, what do I have to, what do I have to do to to get on the front row next year?" And he said, "Yeah, you you you've done enough. You you can graduate to the front row next year." That's awesome. So I'll get an extra. I'll get an extra meter. That would have been that was the difference between running three, four, and nine. If I started on the front line, that would have been point point one, right? Yeah, but even maybe more. Who knows? Um that was oh I also another New York. Um just to just to let me know that I was in New York, just I almost got in in the midst of a subway, of just a full blown fight on the subway. Uh coming and then coming back from Brooklyn on Sunday night, these two guys were just on the floor of the train, just going at each other. It's like, all right, this, this, this is how you know you're in New York. That and like a couple of rats down there. They were actually, it was like mostly like not, not it wasn't very violent. Like there were no knives or like they weren't actually trying to really beat each other. They were kind of just like bitch slapping each other. But just no knives, just knuckle sandwiches. Yeah, just on the floor of the train. And we were like trying to like almost jump. Jen was like almost jumping on the seat. Like did, they were like landing at our feet. It was almost like borderline funny as long as you didn't get like caught up in it. Yeah. Then you, then you, yeah. Like a cartoon, you know, when they have that like little cloud that runs through and they're all fighting and then you all of a sudden fall into <laughs> yeah. it and then you get beaten up. Yeah. Well, glad you didn't fall into that, George. Yeah. But um, I think that's probably fit there. So speaking of Jakob, mm. he, he ran a race. Over mm. the weekend, you did run he a race. A, that's right. You ran a race. Um, yeah. How do we feel about four forty three? What for a mile? Oh, for two k. It's for two k. I mean, it's good to know he's one hundred percent again. Um, yeah, I mean, very impressive. He, I think maybe this is the mindset of him: is like, I want to get these obscure records done early, and then I can really focus on the big ones. Because he did the uh, two mile, then he's got the two k. Um, I mean, extremely impressive. It's, it it was pretty. I don't want to use your term for him, but it was pretty textbook, Jakob. 
uh, that type of race. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was crazy. I think this is going to be interesting going into pre. Uh, will he try and just run to win it? Or will he just run, try and run something ridiculous, try and run, th- you know, close to 345, 344? Um, it is crazy. Thinks, I wonder if he thinks he can break the world record in the mile now. Oh, he definitely can. I think he thinks he can break the 15 too. He just needs the right situation for him. But the interesting thing is, I mean, he is the best in the world. Oh, well, he's not the best in the world, but he um, he's one of the best runners in the world and he's breaking all these world records. Um, and I think the way he runs and, and the confidence he has, he's definitely one of those guys that can break these world records. Um, I'm interested to see what he does because he's doing the 3K mile. If he really, really just smashes both or he just kind of tries to win both i think you know he's he's one of those guys that's only been he's only been beaten once this season is that correct he hasn't been beaten by anybody else right he's undefeated besides besides uh besides josh kerr yeah um yeah it was incredible i mean i think um this puts my question in that i wanted to ask you george uh about kind of when you look at these world records getting broken and Obviously, it's an incredible achievement, and uh, you know he's probably one of the best middle distance runners of our generation. But what would you rather, <clears throat> a world championship title or a world record? What would you rather, George? Is it in the two K? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a good question. I, I'd say just a world record, a world record or world choosing, championship. I'm still choosing the medal. I'm choosing the medal every day of the week. I don't give a fuck you about got the world it. record. I, I, I mean, think world records are impressive, but yeah, no one's taken the world, you're world champion forever. Yeah, that's, and I mean that's the thing that Jakob. I'm sh- I'm sure Jakob would say the same thing because I think for him, like his Olympic championship, he would never trade that for a, a world record. I think he'd be stupid no, to. Um, but it's it's crazy to see um, someone like him come through and and, and break these world records. It, it shows that um, times are changing, literally, but also. Um, we're going to see some really incredible races from him in the future. I think he really must be in the best shape of his life at the moment. Oh, uh, 100. I mean, yeah. Hey, he ran, he ran 327 in Oslo. He's run he's a two-mile world record a week before that. He's run now a 2K world record. He's definitely in the best shape of his life. I mean, just to, just to note, looking at your, the notes here, Mario, national record, 449. That's really fucking good. That's so and good. Stewie, 448 great to see stewie crushing it again um amazing athlete as well stewie mcswain so yeah the results page was ridiculous i mean obviously it's two yeah. k, so they're not run very often but it was just world record area record area record national record national record area record <laughs> to be fair these are really really fast times but it's also a 2k it's not run yeah. much and yeah. a lot of those athletes deserve those national records not taken away from them but it's not a it's not a race where it's a 1500 or, or a mile where it's run every week. So it's it's nice to see they get the opportunity to run a unique distance and they get rewarded for it because they've run incredible times. Um, I think it yeah, was cool. I, that I, I don't think it's cool as well. Yeah, good, good for the sport, having, having a different, different distance. Um, 100%. You know, a couple of times a season. What, what would you do if he broke the mile wood record and the 3K in one weekend? Um, I, I would probably be very very um excited for it i think that's I think an incredible achievement to break the it's world almost, record it's al- i feel like yeah that would be so easy it, at the moment for him they're not in the but, same day are they no miles on saturday no. and whatever 3k is on sunday i mean I look at this the two mile he was he ran a ridiculous split for the 3k it was like 720 something it's 720 mid or so i don't know i can't remember i honestly yeah, can't remember classic last, after the first 218 like the last 3k it was it was like it was barely off the world record yeah so he he, he could probably hit it if, if everything goes right he could probably hit that and i think that's the hardest record to hit personally i think 720 is crazy um obviously the mile is crazy as well but he's a, he's one of those guys that you can i think a lot of people um, would say, oh, do you think Yako could break the world record of the mile? They're probably at, at this point in time, they'd probably say, I reckon he's got a good shot. You never know, but I reckon he's got a good shot. I reckon he'll run extremely um, fast, but yeah, you just you just don't know what happens until the day comes. I mean, 
I'm sure everyone thought with Wells that he was going to walk away with it. And then Josh Kerr showed that, no, buddy, I'm going to take it from you. And it could be the same in the, in the Diamond League final that's coming up at pre. You, you never know uh, who's going to turn up on the day and, and run maybe a race of their life or run something that's crazy and Jakob might have an off day. So, But yeah, yeah I mean, I'm excited for it 100%. It's awesome. Awesome for the sport, particularly our event. Well, the event of middle distance running, it's it's just going to be keep creating interest and, and excitement. And you have all these characters like Mario, Stewie, Yard, um, Josh, George Mills. You have all these great athletes that have all stories and all characters. And um, it's definitely, I don't know, it's definitely an awesome event to to watch and, and get excited about. Yeah, absolutely. Before we get into the pre-preview, pre-Fontaine, um, we should just mention Morgan, obviously, our fearless leader, as I calls him, raced this week in Zagreb. Outstanding. He did all right. He did all right. He did all right. Yeah, he did yeah. all right. Zagreb. Zagreb <laughs> is Morgan's spot, honestly. I told man, him he pops off in Zagreb. He pops off. Like, dude, you, he loves you it. You got to go to Zagreb every year. <laughs> yeah. Morgan and Jonas both win 735 for third and fourth place. Obviously, we won't go into it too much. We'll, we'll let Morgan share the details next week um but i'd say he's he's coming around at the perfect time for for road to latvia everyone else is like coming crashing down after the season and and more's just getting going had a big last had a big last lap apparently he did he did i watched some replays of it it looked unreal i think those three dominic is freaking unbelievably talented dominic also runs for Mm. on winning in 33 and um, Hingy, Hingy coming second. Hingy, 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 Hingy coming second was actually really impressive as well. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I and that ham- the new hamstring must be great for him. I think he has only got Good one on hamstring. Good on him. He's oh, he probably already has one. He's just split it between two legs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, good on him. It's great to see him come back and, and run well. It's, it's it's exciting. It's good for the sport. So, well done, Hingy. Hope you're listening. There's a lot, lot of threshold. A lot of threshold into that. A lot of threshold. A lot of threshold. A lot of threshold. And and I think those there was kind of a group away, and I think Morgan just closed down on them massively mm. in the last uh, the last lap in the last two hundred. So can't wait to hear Morgan's recap of that next week. But um, it's the final final week of the week of the track season. We made it pre-Fontaine. Good for the sport having the final in the US or not. I think it's good for American track and field. Um, I think the Americans, to give to give some perspective of it, I think they've been overseas for most of the year for the big races, I would say, Budapest, a lot of the Diamond Leagues. Um, so it's good for them to come home and, and to compete. I wouldn't say it's great for the Europeans. I think the last thing the Europeans want to do is travel to the US, um, just purely from the aspect of like comfort. You know, Near the end of the year, you kind of want to be... In, in the same area you don't really want to travel um very far for for particularly if it's not a world championship or olympics i can imagine that would suck but i mean it's done like final it's still pretty big um pretty i mean yeah i think i think i think it is good i just i really hope that there's good crowd there mm-hmm. I, I always give shit to eugene because not because we, do, we don't have a great uh fan base in the us we do uh it's just the access we go ramble about it all the time, the access, the cost, all that sort of stuff. But, like you know, you never know. Like, I feel like there's they a lot of to deliver this week. Yeah. Like, for the stadium. Like, if, mm. if the stadium is empty this week, like, I don't, how are they going to get... I think it's a sign. I think it will yeah. be. This is, like, their last well, Jer- chance. Is Jerry available for comment on this? I, I haven't heard anything from Jerry about hosting and his, his neck of the woods. No, I mean, no, no comment from Jerry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think it can be good for the sport. I want people to turn out. I want it to be a stacked field. I mean, you have some of the best athletes in the world competing in the Diamond League final. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, yeah, I have a couple I, of problems I, with the, with I the have, Diamond League I have some problems with it. But before personally. we get to the problems, should we do a little preview first? Let's do a preview and then we'll get to the, the piles and problems. Yeah. So on Saturday... George's racing, steeplechase, yep. Diamond League final, ninth yep. steeplechase of the season. How ridiculous is that? I've already run eight. Pretty crazy. I'm gonna do one Pretty more. Pretty crazy. One more just to, just to, just cause, just for fun. Why you know, not? I'm very, I'm very happy to 
to qualify this year. Um, I've, I was lucky enough to watch Ollie in Zurich the last two years. Um, no, I'll be watching you. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. Yeah, I was, I've been at both the last two Diamond League finals, um, courtesy of, of on a little bit. Kind of we doing a visit to the headquarters just um, and coming through Zurich. And it's been it's been epic both years and and always run amazing in, in both of them and um and now I have to I have to take the take the flag for us. Hopefully coffee club flag. Yeah, I have to fly the coffee cup flag alone. I'm sure at some point I think all three of us can can be at the final, but Yeah. Um I got a Saturday afternoon race and it's supposed to be fucking hot in Eugene again, which is um, George's specialty. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I was going to say. That's uh, uh, a big strength of mine. So that's how we're going into it. Um, and yeah, joined by what well, I'm looking at the list right now. Albuquerque is running. He's not going to miss out on the final. He loves a bit of that action. Germa, however, is not entered. Interestingly, he DNF'd in Zurich in the five k. And I, I mean, I assume he wasn't injured. I assumed it was just got really hard. I don't know. He'd never run a 5K before. But I thought that meant he would want to come back and, um, you know, get some redemption in the last step of the season. But at least as of today, Wednesday afternoon, he's not on the entries. Um, but Albuquerque, three Ethiopians, four Kenyans, Mura, Japanese guy who was right behind me at Worlds, and um, Daniel Arthe is... Mario would say the Spanish, Spanish steeplechaser. So, a small field, which the Diamond League final always is. There's only eleven. Um, that's happening Saturday afternoon, and Saturday is also the Bowman Mile, which is very. I do think it's cool that they are sticking to the mile for the final. Like they didn't change it to a fifteen hundred just because the Diamond League final. Like it is still just pre, which means it's a mile. And both Yared and Mario uh, are in there with um, with Jengi, with George Mills, with Stewie, with Laros, Santana, New Zealand, Nordas. Pretty good field. It's missing. A f- there were quite a few scratches. Josh Kerr scratched. Mokatea scratched. Chariot Senior scratched. Um, is that all? There were a number. Which, I mean, for various reasons, I imagine. Um, and also in there is Cole Hocker, which is one of the things I feel like worth talking about. And I'm not sure if, I don't know if everyone's aware, but if you're the host country of a Diamond League, you you get a wild card in every event, essentially. Um, which is, I think it's generally a good thing. But I'm not sure if there still should be wildcards for for the Diamond League final. Like, you spend the whole Diamond League season trying to qualify, like, for the final. Like, there's very, like, no matter what you do at Worlds, doesn't mean shit for qualifying for the final. Like, you only get Diamond League points at Diamond League meets in the top 10, but I think maybe 12 this year um, on points in the Diamond League standings make it to the final. But then, the US people just they just get to send someone in every single event, regardless of what points they have. Which I'm not sure how I feel about that. I can't really decide. What do you reckon? Well I think Cole deserves I, I think the wild, there, but he doesn't have the points for it. I, I personally I think Cole should be in there. But I personally think that there's a couple of issues. Number one, I think the wildcard thing is great, but if you if you host the Diamond League final, I believe personally there should be no wildcards in the Diamond League final. I think Diamond Leagues in general should have a wild card. The Diamond League final, no. Because, mm-hmm. well, it backtracks as well because I, I look at it in this way. Making a Diamond League is hard enough as it is. A lot of athletes have been, a lot of professional runners, that, like that, some of them, for that, that's their goal. Like they, they might have a goal of like, I want to, as a professional runner, I want to run in a Diamond League. That's one of my goals. That's one of my dreams to do because this is one of the highest levels of competition you can compete at. Um, and the wild card thing kind of puts that in the perspective of like, well, we have a really, you know, 
we're a small country, for example, country A, small country, and we have this great athlete. He's a lot of potential. He's young. We're going to give him the wild card to give him an opportunity to compete at that Diamond League. And then you could see him pop off from there, and then he starts getting into the Diamond League in his own right, gets the points, makes the final. Um, I think it sucks in some ways to have... If Cole Hawker goes and wins it, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Kudos to him, and he has the potential to do that. However, <clears throat> he didn't do all the points. He didn't do all the races. So it's kind of bullshit that he wins the last prize, personally. Yeah, um, he definitely deserves. Thing is different. He definitely deserves to be there in terms of his like how good he is. He's definitely good enough to be in the field. But I think no like, question about that. A big part of the Diamond League final is rewarding regular season performances, and we always exactly. talk about how making the regular season a bigger deal is is I think an important part of the sport, and that means you got to go to Europe. You got to go to Rabat. You got to. Make an effort you to, race the races. to show up to the big races, and and even if that takes a, a small toll on on some training, and but then you're rewarded for those regular season performances by making it to the biggest diamond league meet of the year, where there's the most money on the line, and the most ranking points, and the most of whatever else. Whereas mm. I feel like you can just, and if the with the wild card thing in the final, you can just skip kind of i mean you can't skip obviously the entire regular season but you can just be like oh, i don't have to i don't have to worry about um going to that meet somewhere i'll just uh mm. i'll just well, have to get the wild card obviously only one person gets wild card and i don't know it's just something to something to think about an example of that is i think though and i and i hate to use the thing as an example because that's no that is no, that's that's bloody good example she is right she, she's amazing she is amazing and she should be in that field. However, she hasn't raced. But she's got the wild card because she's a US athlete. And she's one of the greatest 800 meter runners around. And she deserves to be in that race. However, the, st- the circumstances of her being in that race sucks because you have girls, I have to be biased, Kat Visit, other girls that have run every single Diamond League. And they get to that and they're like, well, I think, not saying I think is fresh per se but she doesn't race that much she can mm-hmm. go in she's probably a bit more like her legs are a bit probably a bit better than everyone else and she'll go and win that and take that money away from people where she didn't really do the qualification to make that race. so that, that there's issues with that i know there's probably going to be people that have issues with what we say about it but that's just the way we look at it as athletes that compete in it and we're also athletes me and george that don't have a home diamond league so mm-hmm. we have to do it you know we're not we're not lucky enough to have a diamond league in our country, so it's a bit different for those athletes. Um, I also yeah, I have this issue, um, which I don't know if it's for every athlete, but it's very interesting to see that the wild cards are going to Nike based runners. Have they all? I I don't know if have they all, but I've looked at a few of them. They're all Nike runners. So, for example, Joe Klecker. If he was going to get a wild card, I don't think he needed one though. I think he qualified off points. But mm, when you know, if it's between Joe Klecker and and uh, I don't know who hasn't raced Sean McGordy or something like that, they're probably picking Sean McGordy because he's a Nike athlete because it's a Nike run meet. There's another issue with that too with the wild card is that if it's a, it doesn't matter if it's Nike, it doesn't matter if it's on, if it's a on sponsored meet, they'll pick Joe over Sean McGordy because the meet director is working with on or working with yeah, Nike. Um, there's issues with that too. So, yeah, there's there's a couple of problems, and and the last problem I have to bring it up because I want the sport to be better. George wants the sport to be better. The Diamond League money is absolutely shit house. The final money is ridiculous. It's thirty thousand dollars for the win. Um, I don't think people people are obviously thinking well, thirty thousand is probably a lot of money for athletes, and it is. However, a regular Diamond League is ten thousand dollars to win. If you have a Diamond League final and you qualify all of all these points, back in the day, I don't know how many years ago, it was probably ninety to seventy thousand dollars you would win, and now it's down to thirty thousand. I don't know where that money's gone because the Diamond League is extremely popular at the moment. It has sold out stadiums, it has a lot of media around it, and it's been very successful uh, from an athlete's point of view. But the money, the prize money for those athletes, has gone down ex- just a lot. It's it's not good enough. It's unacceptable. You have these athletes that. Uh, in that circuit are uh, competing at the highest level 
trying to make a living as well and deserve the right to be making a lot of money. They're the best athletes in the world. That's another reason why I have an issue with that final is that if you're a Diamond League final winner, you should be making a good amount of money from that prize money. Most of those athletes who win at pre on the weekend will make a lot of money from their contracts, not from the prize money from the meet itself. I think that's disgraceful. I think the Diamond League needs to fix that because if you want the best athletes in the world to turn up and to run your final, you probably need to fix up the qualification situation. You've got to make it more um, high risk, high reward because it is a risk to run all those Diamond Leagues. You might get injured. You might deal with adversity Mm -hmm. in some way, but you get that reward. You make the final, you win 70,000 and you're the Diamond League final winner. It's got to mean something. Uh, Jakob Ingebrigtsen, if he wins the Diamond League final, he's winning it because he's a competitor and he wants to win. That's great. But some people who don't have the Jakob Ingebrigtsen profile might win a Diamond League final, might be the best race of their careers, and they don't get the rewards that they deserve out of it. So that's another issue I have with it. I know the Diamond League has done some amazing things for our sport. It's, it's, it's grabbed attention of so many people. It's been able to offer these opportunities to these countries and, and run these amazing uh, meets and have the fan engagement that us athletes have been craving for and they've done an amazing job with that so the diamond league has done so many right things but i think one wrong thing they need to do is to fix up the prize money situation i think that needs to increase uh, particularly these days with inflation and the way athletes pay i mean most athletes are paying for their flights there too they might get some sort of subsidized costs but if you're a you're an athlete that might not be a yaka bingabrisson level athlete and you're paying for that flight to get there that's taken out of your prize money too so you're probably making less as well and I think, yeah, that's something that... And Eugene's not cheap to get to, <laughs> particularly for an international athlete. Uh, so I would love to see them maybe up the ante with the money. Maybe next year, if they've done really well this year and made a lot of profits and stuff, they think, okay, let's push it up to 50K. It doesn't have to be 70K or whatever I said before. But push up the money a little bit. Give it a bit more more height because that's the cool thing about that is that most of the big athletes in the world... I mean, we can't talk about tennis because tennis makes a shit ton of money. But most of those big meets all those big um competitions in the world which is the diamond league final for for us in track and field next to olympics and worlds they make they have a good big prize money um thing and 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 they have good kind of high risk high reward thing you have to go qualify you have to go do these races so hopefully that can fix i think they're looking at that so that's the problems i have with with it not necessarily it being at pre but the way the final has been the past uh couple years so there's my rant (laughs) <laughs> no, there. while you're on it do we think that the diamond league final should be paced or not should it be a championship style racing or should it be with paces it's essentially just another diamond league what do you reckon mm. no I, that's interesting i think it would i would obviously give this to the fans to see what the fans think would be better um as an athlete like i don't think george and i are going to complain if there's a pacer in it because we kind of as athletes we particularly in track running, a bit of certainty is always nice because there's so much shit that can happen, particularly in steeplechase, George, I imagine. But if you can make it into a championship setting, um, it's definitely much more of a competitive and an unknown factor, which maybe that would make a final a final. The world championship final was not paced. The Olympic final was not paced. It, it can be paced by the athletes that are running the race, but they're not paced by a rabbit. Maybe maybe that would be a good thing to do. Maybe it's a, it's a way to save money. I don't want to take anyone's job as a pacer away obviously but i think personally my gut tells me the diamond league final probably shouldn't be paced if you want to go for world record if you want to go for that sort of stuff do it in the season but a diamond league final should be a final and the final doesn't really have a pacer so that's where i stand with it i'm sure people would disagree with me on that but i think that would be a cool aspect of it is that every diamond league you do it has a pacer maybe someone's going for an area record or world record or whatever in any event but then you get to the Diamond League final, no pacer, you guys are racing, pure competition. I think that would be a cool, a cool positive thing about it. What do you think, George? I think there's definitely an argument both ways. Um, mm. like I think I would love to see Jingi and, and Yared running like 344, 345, and they're probably cool. only going to do that with a pacer. And I think the 1500 field is good enough now, where even if there is a pacer, there should still be a race at the end. Like obviously, he was such a level above everyone in the two k that there was obviously not a race at the end. He won by five seconds, but I think in the mile, I feel like some people will can hang with him that there'll still be a race. And 
It's similar in the steeple. I don't mind if there's pacer to get it going um, at the beginning. Which, I mean, I hope it's not world record pace. That's no fun for anyone, especially me. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you can hang with it. You never know. I wouldn't mind if it was just 1K and then if they drop off and, and someone wants to keep it going, then they can. But if it if it slows for a little bit, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> but again, I also, I would like to, I wouldn't mind if running, running a bit faster. I feel like I could have run, felt like I could have broken 810 on the first day of Worlds, like in the heat. Um, if that was a, that was just kind of how good I felt then. And if I'm, if I've somehow kept that fitness, hopefully um, for the past month, then, then I'd like to run fast. So yeah, I, I feel like there should still be a really good level of competition, even with paces, which I'm sure there are. So that's pre. Mm-hmm. Alicia and Sage are also running for the OAC on Sunday, second day of the meet. So five OAC athletes, pretty good. Good number. We're gonna we're gonna wrap the season up. Yep. And uh, if you're in the area, go support them. I know it's Eugene. I know you know how I feel about Eugene, but the best thing you can do is go and support those athletes, buy tickets, um, ask them for photos and autographs. They definitely don't mind. So, um, yeah, it'll be an amazing meet, amazing situation. So, hopefully, yeah. we can get. Uh, we haven't had a Diamond League win yet for our team. Um, we haven't had a one. Never know what's going to happen. Diamond League final win. Sorry, oh, Diamond final League, win. Diamond League, yeah, final win. So, Yarrow's got two wins. So, you know, he could he could go out there and disappoint somebody somebody like jingy and then you've also alicia's crushing it sage is an incredible athlete that runs the 800 so many times that she's probably already uh knowing how it's going to go down so she's also going to be a threat um yeah look looking forward to to that to ending that season there and then we'll focus on the gala from there we will yeah um and we've actually been we've been going a decent while so maybe i'll just pick i'll just pick one of these q a's to, to finish with and I actually quite like this first one um, which maybe we can show someone the archives it is like, tell us a YouTube video to watch that we should watch of one of your favorite college races you've been in one one college race you have on YouTube that fans should go watch one of my races yeah yeah <sighs> I I really didn't do that much in oh, I did I did well in college, but I, the only one I can think of is when I won NCAA's, which is a which is a standard standard one. But I if I'm not if I'm thinking about myself and you want to watch a race where I did well and then and you want to study study it in some way about racing, maybe maybe the NCAA race where I um where I won that one, which was awesome for me. But my favorite race I've been a part of that's a good race to watch is honestly the cross country where Morgan won. It's my favorite race to watch because if you look at, I know you win that, so that's good for George. Talking about that race, but if you look at that pack, that that front pack, and you recognize those faces, a lot of those faces are running professionally today and crushing it, and they're really like Grant Fisher, Joe Klecker, Morgan. Um, you know, yeah, Baxter in there. You have George. You have I think Louis G is in there. Is he in there? Yeah, he's in there. Yeah, he's in there. Yeah, that's a good front pack, and it's big. It's a re- it's it's one of those. You, it's cool to watch that to see where those athletes are now, like the progression, the growth, but also the tactics involved in in those type of races. So, personally, if you're going to watch a race that I'm in, which I'm in that race, I finished like 15th or some shit, but it doesn't matter about that. I think you should watch that race because it's a cool race to watch. Um, the hype, the excitement. It's at Wisconsin. Morgan wins. He's from Wisconsin. NAU win. Um, it's a really cool race to watch. I think that would be a good YouTube pick if if people want to watch a cool race. I would pick that yeah, one. Good race for the coffee club, really. Really good race Morgan for the coffee club. You know, you winning, Ollie, yeah. your best. Finish, I think right? that's my best cross country race. I think that was my best one. So, you know, um, right, but yeah, awesome. no, I think that would be a good one to watch. What about you, George? Do you have one in I'll particular? Do I'll pick one. Wow. One track race. Um, if anyone wants to watch me, um, I kick Ollie. <laughs> Very <laughs> well, too. Go watch the mile. But um, I also have one cross country race that was probably my favorite, one of my favorite college races to be in. Not because not one that we won nationals, but because it was like maybe the easiest race I've run, and it and it felt the best. Probably because it was dead flat and rock hard. But 
2019 Mount, Mountain Regional Cross Country, Salt Lake City, Utah. I took me every took me five years and my second to last cross country race to to get a cross country dub. Um, nice in my career, only one I got, and the next week uh, didn't go very well, as everyone knows. But that's a pretty cool race. We, me, Luis, and Brody go one, two, three, and it made us made us look uh, like we should have done quite well the next week. So, but anyway, it was I. That was a great race. I enjoyed it a lot. I was running next to Clay Kerr a bunch in it, just kind of chatting a little bit. I always thought regionals was fun. It's kind of the race where no one runs too hard. Like everyone's kind of just like keeping their legs for the next week, like keeping staying controlled for like half at least, like maybe seven or eight K. And, and then we kind of got rolling the last, the last like K and it sort of came down to a K. I don't know. Go watch it if you want. It's a cool race. That's what I got. Awesome. Thanks for the Q and A, guys. We'll leave. We'll leave some more for uh, for any episode we've got nothing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it for us. Ollie will be back in Boulder next week for the episode. I will be in New Zealand. I'm going straight to New Zealand from Eugene. Very excited about it. And uh, the Morgan, switch. Me and George are doing the switch. I'm going Morgan to the US, you're going to Oceana. Who knows where. But thanks for joining us. Episode 99.4. I'm invested. Bye.